Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Best Friends Forever. This is the Fantasy Best Friends Forever here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network and on the Pursuit Channel. Alongside Frankie Stample, I am Greg Sussman. Frankie, what's going on, buddy? Greggy, we got one game in the books already for week six, although I guess you can't really call it a game based on the final outcome. Uh, Have you thought about converting from being a Giants fan? Yeah, Thursday night football, not great. Not great for not great for the Giants and Eagles back on Thursday night. We're not here to talk about Thursday night. We're here to talk about the games on Sunday. All right, absolutely, man. You got you, you, you're just getting away from it, right dude, off the top, dude. It was Thursday night fo- Thursday night football. It's in the past already. It's, on, it's in the past. Oh, now it's in the past. It is in the past. Is it not? It is. I mean, look, factually, you're correct. In the past. If it was any other game, you. You, you might want to you might want to talk about it a little bit. Probably not, because it was a Thursday night football. We are talking Sunday. All right. So let's get to it. All right. Um, and all your lineup questions, all your start sit questions, we are going to do it all over the next hour here on the Fantasy Sports Network. So Frank, the the biggest question that I have is why did you rank Eli Manning at number nineteen in your rankings this week when I told you not to do that? I thought we were talking about Sunday's games. We are talking about Sunday's games. That uh, Eli Manning is in the past. I'm just, I'm just. That was Thursday night football. I'm just pointing something out. As you just, you know, alluded I was, you to know multiple what? times. I, I just you don't want to talk about Thursday night. I bring up Thursday night. You say no. Let's move on to Sunday, and then you start talking about Thursday. I was just pointing something out in your rankings. I noticed. The way to attack the Eagles is through the air, and apparently the uh, the Giants didn't get the memo. What did Greg tell you? Greg they, told uh, you don't take bad players. The, or rank the, them. The Giants thought that the the way to beat the Eagles was you know three down uh, three pat three yard checkdowns, which is what they do every single week. Right. Yeah. And for some reason, you thought this would be different because the way to beat the Eagles is through the air. The Giants don't care about that. Well, they should. It's not my fault. Stupid of you. I I rank players according to you know the deficiencies of opposing defenses. The deficiency of the Eagles' defense is their pass defense. Well, I think what you're so forgetting. I thought that Eli Manning, and I don't even have him ranked that high. I had him ranked 19. Too high. You, you, can, you can continue to rank players by opposing defenses, or you can rank players based on their own ability, which is poor. Well, it's normally a combination of both. Okay. That's you look at the players that are ranked behind them, Derek Carr, Case Keenum, C.J. Beathard, those are all bad quarterbacks too, Greg. Not the truth! Let me get into Mitch Trubisky. Let me get into the Bears. That's exactly where I wanted to start, and that's why I actually brought up Eli at number 19, because I wanted to talk about Trubisky at number 20. Last time we saw Mitchell Trubisky and the Bears, they threw six touchdowns in a whomping of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers before their bye. You could not ask for a better week going into the bye week uh, on a forward momentum. Trubisky returns at Miami. Frank, on, uh, on Thursday's program, you were talking a really 
pretty highly yeah. about Miami, getting some defensive players back uh, and looking better. Now, one of the biggest questions that we are kind of unanswered going into this game is Josh Howard and Tariq Cohen and how that split will work out. Now, Tariq Co- Jordan Howard, not Josh Howard, sorry about that. Former NBA Former NBA player. superstar, yeah. Um, Tariq Cohen was unbelievable last time out against Tampa Bay. Jordan Howard was pretty much non-existent, even in a game where they were up big from the outset. He has said there's nothing to worry about, but... Tariq Cohen owners are like, hey, do I have something here? If you're a Tariq Cohen owner, are you starting him? In PPR, he is a flex option. Outside of PPR, I don't think that I'm starting him. Um, You know, you want to see this split get back to where it was earlier on in the season, where Jordan Howard was getting, you know, close to 20 touches per game. Um, I think that does happen. I think what happened in week four before the bye was very game plan specific. They knew that the way to attack the Tampa Bay Bucks was through the air, the same way that the Giants should have known that that was the way to beat the Philadelphia Eagles. But I digress. So the Bears, um, that was their game plan going against the Tampa Bay Bucks. They just wanted to attack them through the air. They threw the ball a ton in that game. We saw touchdowns to Allen Robinson. We saw multiple touchdowns to Taylor Gabriel. We saw a touchdown to Trey Burton. We saw Tariq Cohen have by far his best game of the season. They just didn't want to run the football with Jordan Howard because that wasn't part of the game plan. Right. I think coming out of the bye week, we get back to that game plan. uh, And maybe not to the same extent that it was early on in the season, but it's not going to be the way it was in week four either. So in my opinion, Jordan Howard is a high-end to solid middling RB2 this week against the Dolphins defense, while Tariq Cohen is a flex option in PPR. I'm not going to start him in any format outside of that, though. Understandably. um, Understandably. So, uh, Jordan Howard, mid-range RB2. And it's interesting because I think that you're still trying to buy a running back, looking for a running back. I think Jordan Howard, really a perfect buy-low opportunity right now because I don't know that the value gets lower, Frank. That's true, yeah. And we mentioned that after the, the previous game that they had in week four. Everyone was freaking out. We were getting a bunch of questions. What do I do with Jordan Howard? I yep. can't start him. I can't cut him. Uh, I can't trade him away because his value is at its lowest. Those are the fantasy owners that you want to prey on. We mentioned as well earlier on in the week that you know if you're 4-1 and one or if you're 5-0 and oh and you're sitting pretty, these are the, the fantasy owners in your league that you want to prey on, the guys that are freaking out about Jordan Howard not getting it done. Uh, freaking out because Leonard Fournette has them sitting at one and four, or Dalvin Cook has them sitting at one and four. These are the moves that you make to buy low on running backs who can potentially have big workloads later on in the season, but to this point have either been injured or ineffective, and that's where Jordan Howard comes in, on the ineffective side. On the other side of this game, with the Miami Dolphins, Kenny Stills went from somebody everyone was very high on in the preseason and in the pre-draft process to week one, making all those owners feel really, really smart. You were one of those guys, Frank. But in recent weeks, people have jumped off the bandwagon when it comes to Kenny Stills. Can you start him? I don't want to start anyone on the Miami Dolphins. And okay. Ideally, I wouldn't want to start Kenyon Drake either, but I realize well, anyone, with, so I, I with the bye weeks, well, you know, Kenyon Drake is, you know, he was drafted to be an RB2. He was a third or fourth round pick. So some people might have no choice but to get him in the lineup. And ideally, I wouldn't want to start him. But with the bye weeks to Mark Ingram, Alvin Kamara, and on Johnson, you might not have a choice. I currently have 
Kenyon Drake starting in one of my leagues, but the Bears have been the number one defense against opposing running backs so far this year. We just have to hope that what we saw in week five in terms of usage with Kenyon Drake and the Miami Dolphins is the way that they'll use him moving forward. And I know some people might be sitting at home saying, well, they only ran him six times. What are you talking about? He had 11 targets in that game. That was tied for a career high. And they've already talked about this week about how they want to continue to get Kenyon Drake a large number of targets. So maybe he's not getting the carries we thought he would, but if he's getting six, seven, eight targets or even more than that, then he becomes a viable option you know, in PPR leagues as a flex. Ideally, again, I wouldn't want to start any of these Dolphins players. I will say, I think the Dolphins defense, based on how they played and getting healthy, I don't trust Mitchell Trubisky. I think that they're a stream this week if, you're, if you need a defense. It's really interesting because the offense... I think it's hard to do that. It's hard to pull that trigger on Miami despite the health getting clearer and better because that the Chicago offense, much of which we speculated on before the season began, it looked explosive. Like, it really, really, really four, did. Yeah, 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 in week four. Think about all the other weeks. Mr. Trubisky has not looked that great, to be honest. So I agree with that. Neither has the offensive line that. in terms of run blocking hasn't been great. I mean, that's why we're talking about Jordan Howard as a buy low because he hasn't been great. And outside of that one game where, admittedly, Mitchell Trubisky looked... Like Brett Favre. He looked amazing. He was gunslinging it all over the place on the Bucks defense. I just don't trust that because I don't, I'm not buying into Trubisky being that good. And that's, that's the Dolphins fine. have the fourth most fantasy points among fantasy defenses this year, which Underrated? you might not have realized. I would not have realized yeah. that. Really interesting. Okay, so there you and go. That, and that coupled with the fact that the, I don't trust the Bears defense, that's why I think they're a good stream this week. All right, I'm going to go. I'm going to look that up right now. <laughs> you sold me. I'm in, man. I'm, I'm in. Okay. So that's with Miami and Chicago. Next game we wanted to get into, or I wanted to get into, I should say, um, is Cleveland and the Los Angeles Chargers, your team, your favorite team, Frankie. Probably not, but okay. All right. My favorite West Coast team. For the Chargers, I think it's kind of standard, right? With Phillip Rivers and, and Melvin Gordon and Austin Eckler as potential flex and, and Keenan Allen, right? Is there anything that is right below the surface here that we're missing? No, I, you know, I have Phil Rivers ranked lower than I normally do. This is just a respect factor for the Cleveland Browns' defense at this point. They've been great. Their defensive line is extremely strong. Obviously, Miles Garrett is anchoring that. But Denzel Ward looks, you know, every much as to be, you know, a top-five pick as he was, you know, he was selected there to be the guy, and he's been that guy to this point for the Cleveland Browns. So their defense all around has been very good. So this is more of a respect ranking for Phil Rivers. I have him just outside my top 12. But if you own him, you're likely starting him. Uh, Keenan Allen, you're starting him as well. Mike Williams, I think you can get away from him. It's been a couple of weeks now since we've seen Mike Williams score a touchdown. We want to see him start to get used more so in the red zone, but that's not happening right now. Melvin Gordon, a top five running back. I, I think it's kind of status quo for the Chargers. Uh, quick question for a friend. Would you rather start Seattle against Oakland in London or Miami against Chicago? Miami. Really? Yes. I like Seattle. The London games are always like pitiful, gross games. Seattle's defense has been much better at home this year. Obviously, they always play better at home. And, you know, this is like a neutral site, I guess you can say, in the London uh, atmosphere. But the Oakland Raiders' offense has not been terrible to this point. Like, nope. they've been getting down the field. They're just not scoring points because, you know, they're throwing the ball on the one-yard line as if, you know, teams with Marshawn Lynch haven't learned from that in the past, i.e. the Seattle Seahawks. So I, I still think that the Raiders' offense could be formidable here. I'm just not really buying into the, the Bears, to be honest. Uh, all right. Okay, I'll do it. Fair enough. <laughs> when the Seahawks have two pick sixes, you're going to kill them. I am going to. The text messages that you are going to receive are going to be deadly. I'm telling you right now. Sorry. 
I made, I officially made the move. There we go. And done. Okay. On the other side, the Cleveland Browns. Baker Mayfield continues uh, his march for this Cleveland Browns team. Carlos Hyde in his normal spot. Jarvis Landry in his normal spot. Are you starting David Njoku this week? Are you starting Antonio Callaway, my man? I think David Njoku is a borderline tight end one just based on his usage, his targets. And again, a lot of us don't play in yards per target leagues. It's time for him to put up or shut up in terms of fantasy production with David Njoku. But he's had at least seven targets in four out of five games. And he's coming off a game where he just had 11 targets with Baker Mayfield as his quarterback. Something that we've referenced all week, Greg. Rashard Higgins is out for the next couple of weeks for the Cleveland Browns. He likes to work those intermediate routes. He's more of the possession receiver for Baker Mayfield. So David Njoku can take on that role, or at least we're hoping him to do so. He sneaks right inside my top 12 in terms of tight ends. Jarvis Landry, another guy, he's getting a ton of targets, and we like that usage. He's among the league leaders in terms of target share this year, Greg, but he hasn't really done much with those. So we want to see Jarvis Landry be more effective in this game. He's still a, you know, mid-range wide receiver, too, where he's been all season long. Um, But, you know, the, the Chargers defense, a secondary that we expected to be better than it has been to this point this year, Greg, in five games, they've allowed multiple touchdowns in three of five games. They've actually allowed monster games, too. Obviously, week one against Patrick Mahomes, they allowed four passing touchdowns. In week three against Jared Goff, they allowed three passing touchdowns. Granted, those are two of the best offenses in the entire NFL. I think Baker Mayfield just kind of slides in here as a QB2 as well. If you play in a super flex league, I think he's viable. But I wouldn't be surprised if this game with the Chargers traveling from West Coast to East is lower scoring. Something like a 17-14, maybe like a 20-17. I don't know that we get a lot of points scored in this game, Greg. All right, so there you go. So uh, maybe one of these two teams could be a streaming defense as well. The Browns are a starting defense week in and week out. Let me see if they're Regardless of matchup. Week in, week out. Maybe not against the Chiefs. Or the Rams, probably. Yeah. Okay. All right, well, I'm, gonna, I'm looking at that. I'm going to change my defense seven times during the <laughs> show today here on the Fantasy Sports Network. All right, Cleveland's available. Would you rather have Cleveland or Miami? Say Cleveland. I just I'm buying into the talent there. <laughs> How many times are you going to change your defense? Every every time we talk about a game. So Cleveland faces the the Chargers this week. Listen to this run though. Here's my issue. Yep. Tampa Bay next week. For Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then Pittsburgh in Pittsburgh. Then KC. Then KC at home. <laughs> okay. Then Atlanta. I just keep the. <laughs> You know, the Dolphins and the Browns have the same number of fantasy points this year. They're tied for fourth. All right. They've both been great. So, we'll go on that. Mike. We're going to go with Miami. Where's that? If you, you go with Miami. You had that defense up, you said? The the points per game? Yes. How's Arizona? Where, where are they at? Arizona is, they're slightly behind the Browns and the Dolphins. They are eighth in fantasy points this year. Okay. But they're only six, actually six fantasy points behind. Because they're awesome. They're just rounding into form. This week, the Arizona Cardinals face the Minnesota Vikings. A very tough task for that defense. Uh, Adam Thielen, a you know a top receiver in this league. Stephon Diggs doing his thing always. But the question becomes what to do with Dalvin Cook. Looks like Dalvin Cook is going to play in this one. Do you start him, Frank? I know you've, you've said earlier this week, I'd love a see-me game, a show-me game. Will you take that opportunity? Or do you throw him back in the lineup? Yeah, I think it's going to be hard to get away from Dalvin Cook this year, especially where he was drafted, right? That late first, early second round value on Dalvin Cook. I have him ranked right now as my RB19, so he is an RB2, just really based on this matchup. Even if he doesn't get the full complement of snaps in this game or usage that he normally would get, going up against the Arizona Cardinals, they've allowed the most 
fantasy points to opposing running backs this season. They've allowed nine total touchdowns through five games, 660 rushing yards. Obviously, the Vikings are favored by 10.5 points in this game, so if they're playing with a lead, we could see some more Dalvin Cook in this matchup. I think if you own Dalvin Cook, you probably can't get away from him. Some guys that I have ranked just ahead, Chris Carson, Alfred Morris, uh, Tevin Coleman, that's assuming Devontae Freeman is out, and then Jordan Howard, Carlos Hyde, Marshawn Lynch. Uh, So if you have one of those guys, you start them ahead of Dalvin Cook, but unless you don't and you don't have one of those elite running backs, you're probably starting Dalvin Cook. I tend to agree. The What Dalvin Cook can bring you potentially is going to far outweigh anything else that you're probably starting. And as we saw with Joe Mixon, and it's a little bit different because it's a hamstring, it's a muscle strain, uh, rather than that meniscus tear, that, that surgery that Joe Mixon had. Joe Mixon came back and played 47 snaps, a career high on the offensive side of the ball. I don't think Dalvin Cook has a career high in snaps. I think Minnesota, given that he has previously re-injured himself with the same injury, I think they're more cautious. But... If I have Dalvin Cook, I'm most likely starting Dalvin Cook. It's clear now when they pulled him in the second half of that Rams game is because he was injured, right? It wasn't like, oh, we had a set, set of snaps. This is why we sat him. No, he got hurt. Mm-hmm. I think what we saw in that first half, which was a lot of Dalvin Cook, if they think he can handle it, they're going to give him the ball. So I'm more comfortable than I thought I would be starting him. On the other side for Arizona, you hope David Johnson scores. Are you starting? You're not starting Larry Fitzgerald, he said. Nope. Would you start Christian Kirk? Nope. Ricky Seals? Nope. Don't want to start anyone outside of David Johnson. Even David Johnson I'm a little bit worried about in this matchup, especially if they fall behind. We take a break. More from the Sunday Slate when we come back. Fantasy Best Friends Forever. Fantasy Sports Radio Network. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Visit today. So I hope you can stand the vibration, because we're about to rock the entire nation. All right? Here we go. On the Fantasy Best Friends Forever. That is Frank Stample. I am Greg Sussman. Frankie, we want to remind you that BetDSI is celebrating 20 years as the industry's biggest and safest betting site. They have great customer service and fast, easy payment of winnings. You can play virtually every sport at BetDSI with hundreds of wagering options, including live in-game wagering on all major sporting events, where you can make your play at any time during the game. BetDSI is now offering up to a $1,000 bonus on your first deposit if you use the promo code FNTSY. That's BetDSI.com. The promo code is FNTSY. Head on over and start winning today. Frankie, we continue going through starting and sit questions. In Green Bay, it looks like MVS for one more week. Potentially longer. I mean, you never know what happens. Uh, At least. 
Especially if he uh, performs once again, you, you know it could be one of those things where if he develops this rapport with Aaron Rodgers over you know these two week this two week span, that maybe Aaron Rodgers whispers over to McCarthy like, "Hey, I want Marquez Valdez Cantling to stay in the starting lineup." You just don't know that could happen. But assuming that Randall Cobb and Geronimo Allison don't go, Mar- Marquez Valdez Cantling has to be viewed as a you know high end wide receiver three at least. Just because who else are they going to throw the ball to? Obviously, Devontae Adams, Jimmy Graham. But we just saw last week that the Packers cannot run the football right now. They haven't been that all that effective at doing so. I know that they fell behind in that game. But they're still a pass-first offense. And when they are passing, obviously, it's a, you know whoever that number two wide receiver is on the field starting is going to have wide receiver, at least wide receiver three fantasy upside. So that's exactly where MVS will slot in this week, Greggy. I M- can't oh. wait. Oh, well. MVS. I, I don't know what, you know, three-pointing thing you're going to do at times. It's fun. It is. You were, you're so against this guy before. Why? No, I'm not. You, you, you hated the name. You hated everything I was doing. Marcus valdez Scanlon. You hated it last week. It was like MVS. I was trying to make it a thing. You're like, not a thing. No, I didn't do that. Mm-hmm. I was, I, I fully supported it. Monday Night Football. Huge Rob Van Dam fan. Monday Night Football. Uh, that one should be fun. But perhaps the most fun game here on Sunday is Calvin Ridley, the Falcons, against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. High-scoring affair. The over-under is like 60 at this point. Uh, it's going to be awesome. James Winston's first start of the year, which I'm really, really excited to see, Frank, who he targets, how he looks, if he can hold over everything he did in the preseason and push it to the regular season and see if this offense is as fun as it was with Ryan Fitzpatrick under center in the first two weeks. Yeah, and it wasn't just the preseason. It was last year, too, during the month of December, where Jameis Winston really, you know, took off. You know, in the 11 games that he started and finished last year, Greg, if you prorate those over a 16-game span, Jameis Winston was on pace for 4,900 passing yards last season. And that looked a lot like what Ryan Fitzpatrick was doing earlier on this season. Obviously, what he needs to do is limit the turnovers, but he has enough talent around him where he basically shouldn't be able to fail. This is what I said about Patrick Mahomes coming into this season is I just don't see how he could fail based on the weapons that they have. And it was, you know, he has Kelsey, he has Tyreek Hill, he has Sammy Watkins. Look at what the Bucks have. I mean, they're comparable. They have Mike Evans. They have Chris Godwin. They have Deshaun Jackson. They have a burner. They have some... Everything that you want in terms of a facet of a passing game, they have a burner, they have a big body in Mike Evans, they have a possession, a strong route runner receiver in Chris Godwin, they have two strong tight ends in O.J. Howard and Cameron Brait. So I just don't see how Jameis Winston fails, especially in this matchup against the Falcons, who have allowed three passing touchdowns, exactly three passing touchdowns in four straight games. That's 12 touchdowns. I think we keep the streak going with Jameis Winston Against the Falcons, Greg. All right, so that, that, that should be exciting. Austin Hooper, who I know many people are high on this week, he looks to follow up on what he did last week. We'll see if he can, of course. Austin Hooper, one of the many tight ends in the league that are very up and down, and up and down, and up and down. Will we get up? Will we get down? Does Julio Jones get into the end zone for the first time this season this week? Do you remember that last monster game that Julio Jones had where it was like 50 points, where he went off for yeah. like 250 yards and that two was, touchdowns? That was week 15 of last season. Yes, I had him. Yes. It was exciting. Yes. And I it propelled me to get to the finals. That was against Tampa Bay Bucks. I believe. <laughs> but he has had monster games against the Tampa Bay Bucks. Like the last few times that he's faced them, he has 
he has the potential to have these monster games, obviously. So I think this is a game where we actually see him score a touchdown. Really? Maybe one, he's maybe two. Hopefully we could get one of those big monster games out of him again. I lied. I'm sorry. Yes. I knew they played Tampa Bay in week 15. He only had three for 54. So last it wasn't that 15. one. It was week 12. Where he faced Tampa Bay and had well, that monster game. Well, he faced game. Tampa Bay both games. Mm -hmm. So the week 15 was at Tampa Bay. Yes. The week 12 was at home. And that was the 12 for 53, 12 for 253 and two. Yes. So that's what you're hoping to get here. And based on what we saw out of the Bears offense against the Bucks defense uh, before the bye in week four, I think there's a pretty good chance that that happens again. So obviously you're starting Julio Jones regardless of matchup, but this could be a monster Julio day. Maybe even one that you want to get him in your DFS lineups because he does have that monster upside. But speaking of upside for the Falcons passing attack, obviously that means we like Matt Ryan, which in turn means that we like both Calvin Ridley and Mohamed Sanu. We know that Sanu's targets have really... Stepped up, and they've kind of hit a plateau here, but they've been more consistent than Calvin Ridley's. He has at least seven targets in each of the past three games. Uh, so I'm looking at Mohamed Sanu as a solid wide receiver three. I think Calvin Ridley's upside is a little bit higher, but ideally, you want to get all three of these guys in your lineup. I think point. so, too. Mohamed Sanu has been obviously a thing this week, um, and I get it. And it's funny because it's you're at that point in the season where Mohamed Sanu always becomes a thing. We're... Getting to the buys, and you're just looking for solidarity at the flex position. And that's Mohamed Sanu is. You know what you're getting, and there's nothing wrong with that. And you have a shot at a touchdown. He's on the field a lot. And even though Calvin Ridley is certainly on the rise, and he will be the number two wide receiver before this is all said and done, you can rely on Mohamed Sanu right now. And there's no better matchup, potentially, than this, than this one against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yep, the Bucs are allowing the second most fantasy points to opposing wide receivers. And as I've referenced throughout the week, Mohamed Sanu has at least 13 fantasy points in half-point PPR leagues in three in the, the past three weeks. So I'm looking at him to continue getting at least seven targets, and if that happens, he will convert them against this porous Bucks secondary, Greg. 844-843-6879. We're taking your calls. Uh, as always here on our lineup, what do I say, lineup, lineup decision program. Is that fair? Sure, yeah. yeah. We're looking who to start. Who to sit and the decisions that you have to make. We continue on going game by game, calling out the things that are important. And I want to move on, Frankie, and I want to get to this game uh, between Houston and Buffalo. It's ugly. I realize that. Lamar Miller, who sucks, says he's going to be <laughs> back here this, uh, in this one. Are you starting Lamar Miller? No. Okay. And it's because he sucks. Okay. And it's because, you know, the Bills defense has actually been pretty good the past few weeks. I know that, you know, last year and at the start of this year, we wanted to pick on the Bills defense, especially specifically their rushing defense. But you look at what they did last week against the Titans, 23 rushing attempts for 90 yards. The week before that, uh, they did allow the touchdown to Aaron Jones. And the week before that, four carries for 12 yards against the Vikings. We know that that was a game where the Vikings were playing catch-up. But credit to this Bills defense. They've played a lot better over the past few weeks when they were really the laughing stock early on in the season. Uh, so I don't want to use Lamar Miller. The Texans can't run block for him. They haven't been able to run block for anybody. And it's tough to say because normally anytime you find a running back who's going to give you 15-plus touches, they're at least, what, an RB2? I would say Lamar Miller is more so in the flex uh, uh, discussion. He hasn't done much in the passing game. Alfred Blue had that role last week and actually converted a lot of those targets into fantasy production, but I don't have a lot of faith in Lamar Miller, Greg. And with that, we say goodbye to our friends on Pursuit. Thank you so much for watching us here on the Fantasy Best Friends Forever. We'll do it all again next week, we hope. Frankie, the wide receivers 
for Houston. Kiki Cutie, I'm hearing his name is now called, not Cutie Cutie. Yeah, the Cutie, Kiki. Will Fuller, both out there. Will Fuller, I, I kind of like this week, by the way. I'm kind of in on Will Fuller to find the end zone again. Yeah, I'm kind of in on Will Fuller and Kiki as well. What are you doing? Nothing. What were you just doing? Nothing. Were you humming something? No. Better not. We do not support Drake on this program. Sorry. We only support the Drake, Kenyon Drake. Do we support him on this nah, program? Not really. okay. We don't support any Drakes. Uh, but Kiki Kute and Wilfa look like they're, you know, they're actually the ones that you do want to target in this matchup if you want to use anybody. I don't think this is a very high-scoring affair, but DeAndre Hopkins is, should be shadowed by Tredavious White, which means on the other side, we should have Will Fuller able to eat, as well as Kiki Kute. If there's anywhere that the Bills have struggled this year, it is against slot receivers. And again, I mentioned the Texans can't run the football. They're using Kiki Kute on a lot of short passes close to the line of scrimmage as an extension of the run game. So I think, especially in PPR, he's definitely a wide receiver three. Will Fuller, um, assuming that he can stay healthy, he doesn't leave at any point in this game because of hamstring issues. I think he's right on that cusp of a low-end wide receiver two, high-end wide receiver three. Okay, I, 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 I'm in. I, I'm actually completely in on that. On the other side of Buffalo, you're starting anybody? No. Sean McCoy is a flex option. He actually is coming off his best game of the year, where he saw a ton of usage, over 20 touches, uh, you know, actually looked solid, close to 100 total yards. He hasn't gotten in the end zone. I don't know if that happens in this game either, but he's a flex option just hopefully based on usage. This is a very high spread in this game, so obviously the odds makers expect the Texans to kind of trounce the Bills in this one, but I, I don't know that I expect that. I, I, I think the Bills cover in this game. I think it's closer than people realize. It's just a low-scoring affair. Should I pick up their defense? Probably not. Okay. I like the other ones that we've mentioned so far. All right, fair enough. Just, I'm just wondering. The, in, the, in that Rams game, do we think Cooper Cup and Brandon Cooks play? It looks like they're trending towards that being a yes. Now, I know that we had a weather alert last night about regarding this game saying that there's going to be like two or three inches of snow. Yeah. So, will that be enough to slow down the Rams offense? Mm, probably not. I think we see all three wide receivers in this game, and again, they'll all check in as, you know, top... 15, top 20 wide receivers. Um, they're all wide receiver twos. I think if you own them, you play all of them. You play Jared Goff. He is, I believe, my seventh-ranked quarterback this week, so I'm not all that worried about the Broncos. My eighth-ranked quarterback, the Broncos defense, which we just saw Sam Darnold and the Jets of all teams You know, really target them down the field with long passing plays. If there's any team that can do that, it's Los Angeles Rams, mm-hmm. Jared Goff, Sean McVay, and them boys. Them boys? Them a, boys. Is that a thing with the Rams now? Nah, probably not. Okay. The greatest show on turf. It's not the greatest show on turf anymore. What is it? It's the greatest show on surf. Oh, gosh. It's, a, it's an L.A. thing. Yeah. Jared Goff. I mean, if there's any one quarterback that, like, encompasses, like, surfer dude, it's probably Jared Goff. Hmm. I think he kind of, like, took that torch from Jay Cutler. I think Jay Cutler looked very, like, surfer guy, douchey. Even though he's like went to Vanderbilt, he didn't like. Yeah, I know. <laughs> no, I understand, but like, didn't he just kind of like have that look? Well, like he, surfer he, he looked like an a hole. <laughs> of course, that's he did. The, it's the Jay Cutler look. Smoking five cigs at once. Yeah, kind of thing. Uh, that's just Pat Mayo's avatar. <laughs> yes. Um, when it, when it comes it should to be. Jerry Goff, like he went to Cal, now plays in L.A. He's just he he's encompasses the, the West Coast. He's the dude. The greatest show on surf. All right. You start Todd Gurley this week, Greg? 
I will be starring Tiger <laughs> this week, yeah. yeah. But what about in Denver, in all yeah. seriousness, where, all right, you have Emmanuel Sanders, you have Demarius Thomas. Emmanuel Sanders, probably low and wide receiver two. Demarius Thomas, high and wide receiver three, yes? Yeah, I'm pretty bullish on uh, Demarius Thomas. Just because I'm bullish on both. Just because the Rams' defense has not looked the same since they lost Aqib Tlaib. Specifically, their pass defense. Uh, the Rams are allowing a decent amount of fantasy points to opposing wide receivers over the last two weeks. They're allowing the most fantasy points over the past two weeks. 475 yards, Greg, and six touchdowns to opposing wide receivers. We see this week in and week out. I mean, as long as he's been in the NFL, Marcus Peters is a cornerback who is very feast or famine. He likes to take chances. He likes to undercut routes. What happens when he does that? He gets burned on double moves. We, see, we saw it in the red zone last week. He came up. He tried to undercut a pass. They just threw it over the top of Marcus Peters. So, yep, there could be production from the wide receiver position for the Broncos. Everyone wants to talk about Demarius Thomas as a sell high because of his garbage time production against the Jets last week. I think we get another solid game out of Demarius this week against the Rams. It's after this game that you're going to want to sell high on Demarius Thomas. I still think he's serviceable in this matchup. Okay, so there you go. If you had to choose one between Royce Freeman and Phil Lindsay, which one would you start this week? It would be Phil Lindsay. Um, I, I will admit that if there's snow on the ground, um, we could see more out of both of them running the football. But overall, uh, I think they're probably trailing in this game. And I think that lends itself more so to Philip Lindsay, who is a little more scat-backy. Um, seems to be... I don't... I don't know if he's a better receiver than Royce Freeman, but if they're playing hurry up, if they're playing catch up, it seems like he would be the guy that's more so on the field. Like a lot of running back by committees in the NFL right now, it's very dependent on game flow. And I think if they were trailing in this game, the game flow lends itself more so to Philip Lindsay. And in games where it's closer and they maybe want to keep the opposing quarterback off the field and maybe in even games where they're leading, that's going to lend itself to Royce Freeman. But if I had to choose one, it would be Lindsey. It makes sense. It's a game that we expect them to be behind um, pretty significantly. The Broncos are seven-point dogs at home in this matchup. Yeah, and now will the snow slow them down? I think that's a question that everyone's going to be asking. And I'm going to say this. When it comes to precipitation, I don't care about snow. I don't care about rain. We care about wind. That is the most important thing that affects these players. And two to three inches of snow, it'll be cold. It'll be annoying. But there's not much wind. And the game total still... Hovering in the 50s. 51 and a half. I'm not worried yet. Yeah, don't bet against the Rams offense until you actually see them put up a clunker, which they haven't done, to be honest. And we saw the creativity out of Sean McVay, Greg, after that Thursday night game when we came in, you know, that awesome, awesome game between the Rams and the Vikings. We were talking about how he can use any of their receivers in any fashion. And uh, a lot of that included, you know, uh, passes close to the line of scrimmage, uh, you know, a lot of screen passes. So if they if that's what they need to do, that's what they're going to be able to do, and I'm sure they'll be able to make it work. Okay, so there you go um, with the, the Los Angeles Rams in Denver and how that will react given the precipitation uh, that we expect in the Mile High City uh, on Sunday, 844-843-6879. Frankie Stanfield, the New York Jets. My J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 the best team in New York, Greg Sussman. Is that necessary? Which if you ever want to, you know, come hop on, feel free. Is that necessary? Is anything we do necessary? No. You screwed it up again. I gave you every opportunity, and you screwed it up again. What? You're supposed to say, necessary? Necessary? Is it necessary to drink my own urine? Probably not, but it's sterile, and I like the taste. 
Uh, if people don't understand that reference, they're probably just going to think that you're a really weird dude. Well, if they don't understand the wet reference, I don't want to be friends with them. Yeah. You should probably go watch the movie Dodgeball. Because it's go. great. Great flick. Jets and the Colts. Jets are at home. Isaiah Crowell's availability is still a question mark here. If he doesn't go, got to love Bilal Powell, I would think. Yeah. Uh, Bilal Powell would instantly step up into a you know top 24 running back in uh, RB2 role for this week. Apparently, Crowell was, quote, spotted with his helmet at Friday's practice, so it could be one of those things where he doesn't practice all week, but he still plays. I think that's honestly what happens here. Do you think he does play? I think he does. All right, we'll talk more about the Jets and the Colts. I'll give my thoughts on the Giants as well. Stick around. More of the Fantasy Best Friends Forever coming your way right after this. If you're someone that needs fantasy sports advice every day, the Fantasy Sports Radio Network has you covered. When you download the FNTSY Sports Radio Network app, you get the top fantasy advice every single day right through the weekend. Be sure to listen to our weekend warriors like College Football Today. Welcome to College Football Today Weekend Fantasy Update. They call me the fantasy Jesus. In this league, it is never short of exciting at ITL. And so much more. Download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app in the iTunes and Google Play Store now. And keep the best fantasy experts right in your pocket all day long and all week long. Example, Greg Sussman. Sounds remind me of. Have you heard the Kawhi Leonard laugh? This <laughs> is like a grunt. It's like a noise. What the hell is wrong with Kawhi Leonard, man? He's like not a human being. Weird dude. He's a robot. Frank and I were Izzy. We're just all over the place right now because obviously, like, we're going into the weekend. We're previewing week six of fantasy football. We want to answer your lineup questions, but there are just things that are coming in fast and furious right now. Like, this is a terrible time to be Greg Sussman if you're a sports fan. It's just a terrible time, admittedly. I'm sorry, dude. It's, I mean, look, it's not like the Jets are going to the Super Bowl. They're not. At least we have a quarterback. Unbelievable. What we think to be a quarterback. This is insane. Would you like to reveal what we're talking about? Didi Gregorius, Yankee shortstop, will have Tommy John surgery on his right-throwing elbow. He hurt it in Boston, played two games through it, Let's, let's definitely, the Yankees should definitely start a player that needs Tommy John surgery in the playoffs. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't kill him for that. Yeah. Aaron Boone is optimistic Gregorius will play most of the season. Glaber Torres could be the shortstop to start the year. Ooh. Nice little Glaber Torres and Neil Walker up the middle. That's not a thing. Yeah, I know. So, yeah. Rough times for Greggy. Oh, Right, no, dude, yeah, I'm not. How about them Giants? You don't want to do that either. DailyRoto.com <laughs> is trying to produce yet another winner. Colin Drew made seventy-two grand on Sunday. Followed up with another hundred the next day. You're just making cash. Just two hundred. I mean, he's made two hundred fifty thousand dollars this past week, and we want to do it again. DraftKings. FanDuel, wherever you play, Daily Roto can help you win. They've created $7 million tournament winners and countless others that have won thousands upon thousands of dollars. Head on over to DailyRoto.com and enter the promo code FNTSY for a special discount and take part in the Daily Fantasy winnings. You're going to win so much that you're going to be like, hey, I want to use sports betting too. 
Well, we have a sports betting tab for that. You can use the same tools, the projections, the optimizer that we use to help all those that play daily fantasy sports. DailyRoto.com is the industry website where millionaires are made. And clearly, thousandaires too. Head on over to DailyRoto.com. Use the promo code FNTSY and start winning today. 844-843-6879. We begin with Wes in California. What's up, Wes? Hey, good morning, guys. What's going on, dude? Not much. I was just saying um, um, I had to choose from my flex uh, between, uh, I don't know, Dalvin Cook got, uh, had a full practice this past, yep. past day, yep. and I have to choose from John Brown. Um, I was seeing what you guys' thoughts on that, and then I was seeing if you guys could also give me any suggestions if I should, uh, anything to improve my line. So it's between John Brown and Dalvin Cook? Yeah, right. Uh, first question, yes. And it, it, this is full PPR? Full PPR. Uh, it's my flex spot. Yeah, I'm going to continue to ride with John Brown. I have him ranked as, you know, my, my wide receiver 15 or 16. So right in that mid-range wide receiver 2, uh, I, if you didn't have another option, I would, say, I would want to use Dalvin Cook. But because you have John Brown and it's PPR, I'll, I'll go with him. I feel like Greg might disagree. I am going to just. Oh, your, your daughter's talking. Right, if we can back her away from the phone. Um, Dalvin Cook is my pick for this one. And I said that to you. If, if, if Dalvin Cook was going to play, I was going to have to start him. We had the same question yesterday. Um, and I feel the same way. I, I, I would start Dalvin Cook. I understand why you're starting John Brown with the target share um, and how good he has been. But when Dalvin Cook has a – when he's out there, I, I think you have to start him. I'm sorry. I got to go with Dalvin Cook here. I know that doesn't help you because we're split west, but ultimately – uh, what's your second question? Okay, one more West. Well, I, I ended up picking up uh, uh, Jameis Winston. Um, I know they said never say sit Rogers, but I like the matchup against Atlanta. What are you guys' thoughts on that? You may like the lineup, the matchup against Atlanta, but you should also like the matchup against San Francisco on Monday Night Football. You should, you should start Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, oh, have him back to back in my rankings, but Aaron Rodgers is ahead of Jameis Winston. So I look, I if I own both of those players, I understand your trepidation here and you know your questioning of wanting to use Winston over Aaron Rodgers. I would still use Rodgers, but I get it. You got to use Aaron Rodgers, man. Eight four four eight four three six eight seven nine. Let's head out to Long Island and talk to Tom. What's up, Tom? Yeah, hi guys. Great show. I love it. Thanks, Tom. Okay, here we go. Quarterbacks. Um, Dalton home against Pittsburgh or Cousins home against Arizona? I like the Arizona defense more than like the Pittsburgh defense. tonight. So I think this is actually very close. I really like Andy Dalton this week. But Kirk Cousins has been on a roll for fantasy purposes, so I like Kirk Cousins. Well, uh, another guy that we're not going to be able to help because we're split here, I'm going to use Andy Dalton. Uh, close for you? There's, uh, I have Andy Dalton as my QB6. I have Kirk Cousins as my QB9. I just think that there's a chance that the Vikings get up in this matchup and then they just kind of like sit on the ball. I think we could see more points scored in that Bengals and Steelers game. I, I believe mm. the over-under is at like 53. Uh, and the Steelers' secondary hasn't been great overall, so I will take Andy Dalton. Okay, thanks, guys. Yeah, you got it, man. We appreciate the call. 844-843-6879. Let's hit up Julian in Miami. What's up, Julian? Hey, what's up, guys? How you guys doing? We're doing great, dude. What's up? All right. I got a trade. Uh, Want to get your input. Oh, I give away Odell Beckham and Jordan Reed for Zach Ertz and Sonny Michelle. Mm. 
Who are your current running backs and wide receivers? Um, wide receivers is Thielen, Odell, Juju, Allison, T.Y., and I pick up MVS because of you guys. <laughs> nice. Who are and your running backs? Running backs is Barkley, Aaron Jones, Coleman, and Drake, and, and Royce Freeman. I'm making this trade. So I need an I RB2. Too. I'm doing it, too. I'm with you. Yeah, I'm I'm, We're ma- in. I'm making this trade. You get a huge upgrade at the tight end position from Jordan Reed to Zach Ertz. Yep. A, an unquestioned top three tight end uh, to this point and rest of season in Zach Ertz. And in Sony Michelle, you get a borderline RB1, assuming that he's healthy. I know he's been limited at practice this week. But, you know, even without Odell Beckham, your wide receivers look pretty good with Thielen, Juju, T.Y. Hilton, and then the combination of Allison and MVS. You know, assuming w- which one of those receivers are healthy on a given week. Yep. So I think you're fine at receiver, right. and you get an RB2. I like it a lot. I agree. Uh, I make All the right, trade, guys. man. Thank you. Thank you for picking up my calls every week. You got it, Julian. Good luck this week, man. Me too. Appreciate it. Let's go out to Nathan in New Jersey. What's up, Nathan? Hey, what's up, guys? How you doing? Good afternoon. Good afternoon. What's up? So uh, I got two teams, but uh, my three and two team, I have a trade offer Someone sent me, but I don't want to, I didn't I didn't accept it, so I just want to get your info on it. Um, someone sent me John Brown, James Conner for Adam Thielen. I I'm not I don't think I should do that, right? It's a no for me, bud. Dog. Yeah, you're giving Randy, up Adam so. Thielen. Yeah, that, yeah, so I'm getting John Brown, James Conner for Adam Thielen. Yeah, don't do so that. It's a no for me, dog. Yeah, and then and then my other question is really quick. Uh, for my my five and zero team, I have uh. I was just wondering if I should start a pal on, in the flex or uh, 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 what's, what's his name? Oh, Robert Woods. You should start Robert Woods. Yeah, use Robert Woods regardless of format and regardless of Isaiah Crowell plays or not. You're just sure. you're going to use Robert Woods. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, you got it. There you go, 844-843-6879. We'll get to our betting picks uh, in a little bit. Uh, how did we do last week, Frank? I, I went 2-1. I don't know what you did. Why don't you remember what I do? Because you say that you write this down. No, you I write tell down, me I, every no, single week. No, no, no. I, I, I tell you every week. You tell week. me every week I write this down. Or you were in charge of writing this down at some point. No, so I write down the records every week. I don't write down what the, the, the picks are. I went two and one. I don't know what you did. So I know I, went, I, I, I had Oakland. That, that, I feel like that you... Long. Might have been a bad week. Yeah, I hope so. Because I need to catch up to you. That's not very nice, Frank. Uh, competitive nature here. What are we doing? I, I are we not competing against each other we, or what? We are we're not competing against each other. Um, let me see here. So I know I took Oakland last week. That worked out. Where millionaires are made. Uh, clearly, thousandaires. What's happening here? Oh, gosh. I don't know what's happening, but if someone is still connected on the line, someone downstairs, let's, let's get that Come on. Handled. Let's, 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 let's pay attention here. All right. Um... I took Oakland, which was which was terrible. That, that, oh, really? Yeah. Oh, you bet against my Chargers. How did that work out for you? Poorly. Yeah. Yeah. I, I did that. You start to recognize my Chargers. Who else did I take? Recognize. Who else did I take again, Frank? I don't know. I don't even remember who I had. <laughs> but I know I went two and one. This, is, this seems to be. We got to roll back the tape. It seems to be going poorly. Um, I also like. I, I had the Jaguars, so that's definitely oh, the one I got wrong. I liked Atlanta. That was wrong. That's zero and two. And I had the Jaguars. That's I had the Vikings. Oh, and three for Greg. They covered. I had the Vikings. It was Green Bay. Yeah, I'm only three. I had the Vikings. I had the. Oh, I had the Lions. Mm-hmm. I had the Vikings. I think I had the Lions. Yeah. I know I went two and one. All right. So I went zero oh and three. So yeah. So what are we up to now? All right. So I'm doing it right now. Two, one, 
Oh, and three. I have six wins and six losses. Oof. 50%. Not so good. Yeah. You have one. I'm going to be over 500. One, two, two, and one. You have five wins and seven losses. That doesn't make sense. There's clearly something going on here. Why have I been profitable in the season, Greg, if my, uh, if my best bets are wrong, huh? I, I don't know what to tell you. Because yeah, you're cheating. That's what, you, that's what you're doing. I, I don't know. Who goes first, me or you? We, we, I was, I was going to wait another two minutes. Is there anything else, start sit-wise, line-up lock-wise, that you want to tell people? Uh, we should probably just reference my top five, the players I'm higher on than other people. We didn't mention Tyler Lockett at all. He, is, uh, he sneaks inside my top 24 at the wide receiver position. He's been incredibly consistent this year, and he gets no respect, Greggy. This is a guy who... No respect. ...has at least 53 yards in every game and has a touchdown in four out of five games and now faces a Raiders secondary, which is not very good. So I'm pretty high on Tyler Lockett this week. And then uh-huh. Sammy Watkins. I just think you want as much exposure to this Chiefs and Patriots game as you can possibly get... Uh, and people might not realize this, but over the last three games that both Sammy Watkins and Tyreek Hill have started and finished together, Sammy Watkins has out-targeted Tyreek Hill 23-18. to There's just a lot of points scored in that game. Again, the over-under is at 60. Um, Sammy Watkins is a top 20 wide receiver for me this week, which is very high. I might be the highest out of anybody on Sammy Watkins. You're, the, you're, doing, the same Watkins thing. you're doing the Sammy Watkins thing. I, I, like him. I like him in DFS this week. Too, wow. All right. All right. Um, okay. About it. Those are those are two guys that we didn't really get to over the past couple days, but yeah. I, I'm I'm pretty high on those. Two. I think it's a team. Jamie Watkins and Tyler Lockett. If you have more questions, you could obviously tweet at us at Greg Sussman at Roto underscore Frankel. We're always around there. We appreciate all of your comments and all of your help. Uh, and with that, we sign off on YouTube. The Fantasy Football Frenzy is up next. Chris Venture is off today, which leaves Corey Parson, who has 364 days until his birthday. And Jim Day to answer your questions and take your telephone calls. Uh, for us, you, you can subscribe to the podcast. You can like us, um, rate us, and, of course, leave a comment. Before we get into our picks, uh, let, me ask, let me just opine a bit about the Giants. Uh-oh. Yeah. Greg's monologue here. Mm-hmm. I was going to shut my mic off. Are you? You did. Okay. Here's my issue with the New York football Giants. They're incompetent. It's... they. They're incompetent. You see, when you make the same mistake over and over and over, oh, he, he figured out how to change the camera. That was great. <laughs> Speaking of nothing. Um, okay. So, when you make the same mistake over and over, it's, it's called insanity, right? Like that's, that's what we call it. And the Giants have used every excuse in the book. They have not won a playoff game in six years. They have won a playoff game three times in three years in the last 25 years. 25. They have not had a winning record this, at this point in the season since 2012. What are we doing? What are we doing? You could keep making excuses for the quarterback. That's fine. You could fire head coaches. You could bring in all of these weapons. But the more and more we sit at a quarterback in his dying years and be like, yes, he's still the answer. We are wasting time. It's play calling, sure. There's no doubt about that. And 315 to throw a screen pass every time, it's not going to help you. You're playing in the defense's hands. I get it. When you have a guy that has been hit so many times that he's scared of just letting it go, what are we doing? What are we doing? The end is here for Eli Manning. There's no reason that this man should start another game this season. It's the last week where it's a send-off for him. 
That's it. No more. There's no point. None. Zero. Start a young quarterback like a Kyle Lalletta and see if you have anything in him. And if he stinks, get rid of him too and start a new next year. What are we doing? It's not about the past. It's about the future. Good teams understand that. That's why the Patriots have gotten rid of everybody. They don't wait until the dying years. If someone doesn't perform at a level, they get rid of him. They tried doing it with Gronk six months ago. What are we doing? That's how I feel as a Giant fan, Frank. You know who you need to bring back? Gino. Gino. Gino just sent a tweet Gino. out. Gino. Gino sent a tweet out. Broadway Gino. He sent a tweet out during the show saying, oh, I guess Mac wasn't so wrong after all, was he? <laughs> you guys don't apologize to him. And every beat reporter is like, you're an idiot. <laughs> Let's get to the picks. Hit the music, Vavona. Let's rock. Who's up? I believe you're up this time. Am I? Going with Mbop again. All right. Greg's favorite song. Fine. My first pick, and these are all uh, things that I've wagered on because obviously I was in New Jersey last night, which was an absolute disaster, Greg. Why would you let me do that? One of the worst decisions I've ever made in my life. I was in Jersey as well. It's very easy for me. Well, you went to the game, right? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I didn't go to the game. Right. I was right outside the stadium. I went to the sports book. I didn't get home until 1030. I didn't even go to the game. Sorry. I should have been smarter than that. You should have you should have talked me out of that. Um anyway, I got Kansas City last night at plus three and a half. I really like it with the hook there. I'm just not betting against Patrick Mahomes. I want some kind of action on this game, whether it's the over at 60 points, which I know is crazy, but why would you bet an under against Patrick Mahomes right All now right. and the Chiefs? So I'm going to take Kansas City, especially if you can get the hook at plus three and a half, because that's what I got it at. And then I will also take the Carolina Panthers, who are underdogs heading into Washington. Carolina plus two points. Just don't have a lot of faith in Washington right now. All their skill position players are banged up. Chris Thompson to Adrian Peterson to Paul Richardson to Jamison Crowder. I think Carolina Panthers is just a better all-around team right now. I think they win that game outright. And then the final one that I will take... The Bills! No one circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills, Greggy. I just think there's a lot of points in this game. Bills are, uh, the, the Texans are I favored by 10. I cannot believe you didn't take the, the Dolphins. I cannot believe this. No, of course I'm not. Uh, the, the Texans are favored by 10, and I just don't really understand why. So for me, I'll start off. I was taking Buffalo as well. I love Buffalo plus 10. And yep. a lot, I think it's a lot of points. So I will take Buffalo. But we I'll, can't have the same picks. We can. No, just, we can't. We, I just did. No, it's a rule. You can't. We were, just made it. I'll take Buffalo. I'm going to take no. Cincinnati in a, a pick'em against Pittsburgh Ooh, at home. Me. I like Cincinnati in this one. Uh, and then for my last pick, I'm going against the stupid Jameis. Give me Atlanta at home against the Buccaneers. That's three-point favorites. Why are you the, stupid? The frenzy's up next. I'm Frank Stample. My name is Greg Sussman. Thank you so much for watching and listening to Fantasy Best Friends Forever. We'll do it all again on Monday. Good luck this weekend. We hope. Oh.